Brent Lamar, thank you for joining the Broken Filter Sports Podcast. It's good to have you on. Been wanting to do this for a while. Uh, welcome, man. Man, I appreciate it. I know it's uh, long overdue, man. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm glad we had the time to do it, and uh, I'm ready to to get going and uh, join your podcast, my guy. Sweet. Um, well, I'll just introduce you real quick. Uh, Britton was a four-year player at UC Davis for UC Davis men's basketball. And now I want to start off with your professional career uh, before we dive back into your career at UCD. You played, from what I can see, you played for six different pro teams in six different countries. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct, man. I played in uh start of my professional career in France. Then I moved to Hungary. And then I played in... Uh, Poland, and I played in Turkey, I played in Italy, uh, in Russia, and now I'm back in France. So it's been a whirlwind of just, uh, you know, just different cultures and playing with different teams. But man, you know, um, I'm so blessed to continue to, to be able to play at the highest level doing what I'm doing and, you know, playing that playing the sport I, I dreamed of as a child and making money. So um, yeah. it's, it's honestly a blessing and uh, I don't take it for granted. So I'm glad to hear that. I mean, that's, that's a lot of countries that you've been in. Yeah. In sure. just such a short period of time. I mean, I've only been to Italy, um, but you're playing basketball overseas professionally and you're getting paid to do it. And I'm yeah. sure that's, you know, that was your, your lifelong dream. So I'm glad to see you, uh, being so successful over there and uh, enjoying your time. What's been, what's been your favorite, I guess, country that you've been in so far? Where have you felt the yeah. most at home? Yeah, man. Uh, that's a good question. I would say my favorite country would have to be, since I'm playing in France, I, I love France. You know, I love the culture here in France. It, it, it's a little more Westernized, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I played in places like Russia, you know, very cold, but, you know, Russia is a dope country as well. I played in Turkey, which is kind of like Middle Eastern Arabic, um, kind of different from Western, Western cultures and Western, you know, countries. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely super cool. But um, I would say France, you know, um, I love Paris. I love the city of Paris. Mm -hmm. Although my favorite city I've I, I traveled to, and this is my opinion, is Vienna. I, I think Vienna is beautiful in Austria, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, uh, but France has been, you know, it's been good to me and, you know, that's why I decided I want to come back this year. So that's right. Going back to where you first started at overseas, right? Sure. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. You know, it's like a, everything goes full circle. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, look at us, right? I mean, I met you when I was in fourth grade. Fourth grade, that's crazy. Yeah. The UCD yeah, camp and everything like that. You were, oh man, yeah, I don't think I you were on my team though, huh? You were on no, my no. camp camp team. Yeah, you were on Darius. Yeah, I was with Darius, and we would, we, you and I would mostly interact because Darius yeah. would be training me in Hickey Gym, and you would yeah. walk in to get shots up, and sure. we'd just watch for like you know a couple minutes, and we we talk for a bit. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy how time flies, man. So, um, well, I want to talk more about your professional career. Six different teams. You must. What's every offseason like if you're playing for you know yeah. a different team every year? Because it has to yeah. be different over there compared to over here. Yeah. What's not? What, is it just like immediately after the season, completely looking for a completely different change, or what's that like? Yeah, man. So after the season, um, 
uh, normally what I do is my off season. Uh, it's a long season in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, very long season. And, and it's something that people don't probably know about Europe, you know, the, the style of basketball is so different from the NBA. Oh, yeah. you know, NBA, they have 82 games. So mm-hmm. they're barely practicing. And, you know, as we talked off camera, you know, my games will have like 36, right? So that's, that's not even half of the, the games in, uh, you know, yeah. the United States. So there's a lot of practicing, a lot mm-hmm. of two-a-days, stuff like that. Um, so um, I always make sure I take time to rest my body in the first couple of weeks, uh, you know, um, coming back from Europe, you know, enjoy time with the family, eat the foods I want to eat, you know, yeah. um, but uh, it's a lot of just kind of relaxing. Then I get into kind of the, the fine tuning and figuring out what I want to get better at. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that usually starts from, you know, um, I want to say like June to July or August, you know, and yeah. the season in Europe, uh, it typically ends around uh, May. And just uh-huh. finding a, a team out here you know, the contract situations are really different from the NBA, you know, oh, yeah. out of the NBA teams, unless, you know, I mean, look, like people like LeBron and Curry and these guys, they can sign a five, six year or four or five year contracts. Mm-hmm. It's not like that kind of in Europe, you know, Europe, it's more so um, guys want to sign one year, maybe yeah. two years, depends, you know, if you're on a great team and great situation, like if you're yeah. in Barcelona, right. Mm-hmm. And Barcelona offers you a two year deal, like, you gotcha. year league you know you're playing against yeah. highest you know yeah uh, so but um even even then but if if you let's say outperform let's say your first year and you have a great year and you're in a, a country like i don't know um switzerland or whatever mm-hmm. um, imagine you playing well and you sign a two-year contract and let's say you play really well and let's say the barcelona team wants to take you you kind of can't get out of that, you know? Yeah. So that's why a lot of guys sign one year's contracts. And when you mm-hmm. see me, uh, you said, uh, when you said earlier that, you know, you play for six different teams, I, I typically sign one year contracts, you know? And okay. uh, it's, I'm not, you know, biased to sign two year, three year. I've had two year contract, or I've had offers for two year mm-hmm. contracts and stuff. But um, for me, um, I, I prefer to do one year at, at the time. And, you know, I have also other, you know big dreams and goals outside of europe you know like if an nba team wants me or Mm -hmm. or if i have an opportunity to make it to the nba or make it to a team a a team in the league you know it's it will be hard to get out of you know so i kind of keep my uh contract flexible so that's kind of how and why you know um you know in the off seasons i sign one years and that's Mm -hmm. how it works in the off season so so you're pretty much like not really, but also at the same time, you are sort of thinking ahead when you sign a one-year contract. For sure. As, For sure. You know, you can't just sign, like you said, a four or five-year deal with one team. Yeah. You're constantly thinking about the next year, what could possibly happen, because you don't want to be in that pickle yeah. where, you know, you get recruited by another team, but you're signed to this team for two to three years. For sure. For sure. And I, like you said, like, you know, I'm at a place in my career where, you know, a lot of most teams, most teams in Europe know me right so it's it's not one of those things that um you know I I don't know how to explain like I I don't I don't want to be like you said tied down and um they know 
you know, my ambitions and stuff like that. And, uh, but you know, if, a, if, if, if a team offers me two years, three years and the money's great and it's a great situation, I for sure will consider it, but it has to be at a, you know, like a really good team in a really, really good situation, you yeah. know? So, yeah. Would you, would you say your first, your first year that you were over in Europe when you were, you know, still getting, I guess, trying to get known by, by the teams in Europe and building your way up. Would you say those were the most challenging years as far as, you know, how content you were and how, how the competition and how good the team was? Of course, man. Like my first year out of college, it was, it was a little uh, bumpy, man. Like I, like you don't understand how much like the dynamics changes from college to, to pros, you know, you're not, you're not just playing for fun. You know, you're not just playing for, you know, the, for the giggles like you, you, it's a job at this yep. point, you know, and in college, you know, I come back home and me and Darius are roommates and, uh, you know, we can have fun, talk about stuff, you know, it's college, you know, we can yeah. go out together, but you know, when it's you're overseas, it's, yeah, it's a business. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you're not producing, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, yeah. it's either you better produce or you're out, you know, or they'll find someone else. And, you know, my first year, um, I kind of had to learn that the hard way and stuff. Mm -hmm. And just, I saw guys, saw different, um, you know, coaches, how they treated other people. And uh, yeah. like, like you, and like you said, like most guys sign one year and mm -hmm. everybody's trying to do well, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, claw their way to that next contract, call their way to that next team and stuff and, and like that. But um i'm just fortunate enough you know i had great you know veterans you know i think i thank the lord above for just even allowing me to be in this position you know um i learned so much uh in terms of about myself what i'm capable of and i'm still learning you know um but at the end of the day you know um i appreciate those moments you yeah. know um where I like I learned different lessons within how a coach you know talks to talks to you you know I give you a quick story man I remember my yeah. first year um so a rookie point guard um I'm not gonna say his name or anything like that but a rookie he's really good too and a rookie point guard he uh he didn't play well for his first like three games right mm -hmm. and I'm fresh out of college he's kind of fresh out of college too and mm -hmm. I remember he uh <laughs> Uh, the coach, we're in a film session, right? Mm -hmm. And we're watching film and the coach is just angry. We lost the game we shouldn't have lost. Mm -hmm. And the coach was like, he made like a, a, bad, pl a bad play or he did like a turnover, a, a, yeah. a bad possession, you know, it happens. Yeah. He stopped the film and he said, you keep doing this, you're going to be working at McDonald's. That's what he <laughs> told this one guy, right? So it's like, when you Straight hear things like that, you know, it's like, whoa, this is really a business, you know, like, yeah, you know, he, he's been doing his whole life and, and, and it's a, not really for, for games. You don't hear that in college. So no. they yeah, don't, bro. Yeah. yeah. They don't care if you, you know, you, you've been working your whole life. If you're not performing, exactly. they're just, just going to tell you. Exactly. And, you know, like Europe is, is the way it's set up. It's, it's, it's honestly more so a, um, uh, coaches uh, a gm type of or a type of you know structure you know whereas the nba is like power to the players you know okay, lebron so, doesn't like somebody lebron don't like the coach or players don't like the coach he out you know yeah. but in europe it's like if the coach don't like you you're out 
you know. So you think do you think basketball in Europe is more coaching driven versus star driven? And you sure. think a big difference in how how certain players perform overseas? For sure, for sure, for sure, definitely. You know, I I, I truly believe it's more so, you know, coaches driven and stuff like that. But you know, they're starting to try to make it more like the NBA and like mm-hmm. uh, you know we're like uh, the players have more power, especially in France. France is one of these countries more so like, I think it's the closest thing to the NBA, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that, you know, it, it's a business. Like I, like whoever's not pr- producing, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna be out. But, um, you know, I'm just fortunate enough that, you know, I'm still here six years, which is crazy, yep. you know? Um, and I've established myself, um, making pretty good money and stuff like that. Uh, I still have more goals. Mm-hmm. I want to hit, but you know, um, I take it day at a time. So, not not done yet, sir. Yeah, for sure not, man. For sure. You know. <laughs> but uh, so as far as the actual gameplay, you said it's very different. Yeah. So when you're, when you're playing in Europe versus when you were playing at UC Davis or anywhere in the United States, what are the what are the main differences you notice? Like, yeah. like for example, like Luca Luca really came over to the United States at like 17 years old, saying. You know, it's way easier to score over here than it is to score in yeah, Europe. For sure. How do you no, feel I, about people that point out the differences? And what are you I agree. I 100% agree. You know, Giannis yeah. even said it too. Giannis, he said, you know, playing in Europe this is harder because mm-hmm. the, the spacing is different, right? Mm-hmm. The floor in the NBA is so much bigger. They have three seconds, wow, right? Okay. And um, in the NBA and, and, and in Europe, we don't have three seconds. Really? Um the big man can sit in the, the paint all day. So imagine wow. a guy as tall as Rudy Gobert. Wow. Uh, also, you know, the, the, the three-point line is shorter. Imagine him sitting in the paint all day, you know, and it's harder to score. You know, the, yeah. the ball, the, the, the flow of the game is different, you know, and, you yeah. know, there's not like many kind of, how do I explain, one-on-one type yeah. of styles out there. It's, you have to know the, know the game read the game, study it. So I, I do honestly believe there's a higher level. I mean, I think NBA has a higher level of players in mm-hmm. terms of athleticism, but I think the higher level of the peers form of the game is in Euro. Watching a Euro league, man, like it's so intense. It's so physical. So, um, you know, you gotta be focused on every yeah, possession. Game all game long. Exactly. You know, and, you know, you can end up, you can end with a score like 60 to 65. You don't see that. They score 70 points in, in a half in, in, in the NBA, yep. mm-hmm. you know, and in Europe, you can finish a game with 60 to 65. So um, I definitely do see, you know, uh, why Luca and other guys um, there, why they're able, why they say, you know, Europe is hard to score. So, yeah. Man, that's um, – I, I want to bring up something that Darius Graham mentioned. I, I hate to shout him out because you might be a little embarrassed, but he texted me the other day, and he goes, I just make sure you talk about how Britain tried to dunk on Victor. Oh, man. Gama. And so I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, why not? But he sent me the video because you were just talking about having a guy like Rudy Gobert in the paint. Yeah. So he, he sent me the video, and you really did, like – tried to dunk on him like, I, I did I did what was I thinking <laughs> hey man I'll be honest I see this so we played his team uh, actually uh-huh. two weeks ago we're six and one that's the team we uh-huh. lost to 
we should have beat his team. We we play. I played him like three, four times already. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be good too, man. Like yeah. he, he's the real deal. Like he's the real deal. He's okay. the real deal. And he and he's and he. I know this is a side topic, buddy. He really talks his shit. Like as an eighteen-year-old yeah. kid, you know, like wow. I would never think he would talk his shit, and like he, you know. But he's. I just like his toughness, right? I okay. like his toughness. But on a side note, I don't care if you six one, six three, seven eight. 10-9. I'm gonna try to dunk on you, you know, you know, and it, it'd be better for me to try to at least do that and maybe get, yeah. get a foul than trying to do a floater and him yeah. sending my sending my shot all the way to the next to the next planet, you know. So yeah. um, you know, it was a business decision. Hey, hey, it, was a, it was a it was a it was a win-win situation. If I if I yeah. you know get blocked, he's seven five. And if I yeah. got fouled, you know, points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. It was really funny when he sent me that video because yeah, he, he emphasized <laughs> he emphasized tried, right? He was like, Brenton tried to dunk on Victor. Yeah. But, but you're I saying know. that Victor is is like the hype is real. Like, is that yeah. is that much what you're saying? Yeah, man. Like I watched a lot of basketball and I, mm-hmm. I'm smart with basketball and um I I feel like Victor, man, like the fact that he's doing what he's doing also in Europe. And this year he's been playing well. Granted, the team is giving him the ball a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I I do feel like once he gets stronger, once he gets you know bigger and everything, he's gonna be he's gonna be so good. Like I remember at halftime when we played his team uh, two weeks ago. Um, you know he finished. He started the game with like six points, right mm-hmm. at halftime. And he was shut down. And, you know, wherever he goes, people want to watch him play. Yeah. And, I like, we were playing a really good team. Our team is number one in defense in uh-huh. the league this year. So we have a really good defensive team. Mm-hmm. So basically, I walk back and, um, you know, we, you know, you go back to the lock for halftime and I come back and I see him, um, you know, I see him sitting there by himself with his head down. And he's, like, kind of talking to himself in a way. And I was like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> he's about to go dumb, you know, just like he, he's like hyping himself as an 18 year old kid. When yeah. you see for, for me, when I see those type of things, like for him to, you know, hype himself up and to have the confidence at halftime, he had six points and he finished the game off for 24. And he had like 24, eight rebounds, something like that. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like it's it, it, it just shows he has heart, you know, and those are the things that I feel like, you know, I look for, like, and when I say who's a good basketball player and everything, like, you know, he has heart, he has a skill, he has talent, he has a shot. I just think um, it's just a matter of staying healthy. And uh, yeah, but I think he, you know, he's good. He's good. He's going to be fine. I see why he's going to be the number one pick next year. So. And a lot of people have been speculating about him. So I figured I would ask you since you've had yeah experience playing against him. Yeah, man. So, and every time I played against him, he gotten so much better. That's the thing, too. So, yeah. yeah. Going back to when we first met, I remember there was one specific question you asked me. It was when I was still playing basketball, obviously. And you walk up to me and you go, "So, like, are you are you serious about basketball? Are you serious about playing basketball?" And I said, "You know, yeah. Like, <clears throat> I'd like to play in college one day." And you pretty much told me. Uh, you know, well, you got to play with like AAU, like AAU is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And especially growing up in Davis, 
you knew that, you know, Davis as a town didn't have the same exposure to, you know, high level tournaments and high level play as other yeah. other places in California. Yeah. Was was that the same way for you? Or like when you went to St. Augustine, yeah. was that like was that your thing going to St. St. Augustine or were you a big AU guy? Yeah, man. So um I was I was some some people, I'm so grateful for my parents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I know my parents like they didn't come from a basketball background, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Now, like if I have a son or a daughter, yeah. I would know how to get them to, to to the next level if they wanted to. Yeah. You know, um, I would know how to make get them perfect get them to professional uh, you know, contract. But for yeah. me, you know, um it was one of those things where my parents try to put me in the best situation as possible, right? So mm-hmm. I was living in San Diego, SoCal. Uh, you know, it's not LA. It's yeah. not, you know, New York. It's not Chicago, something like that. Mm-hmm. But San Diego had it's some some great great teams. And yeah. my parents, they did a good job of just putting me in the right situations and allowing me to flourish and mm-hmm. finding the right coaches um the right tournaments and I think that kind of led me to playing at a, a Saint, Saint Augustine you know we won mm-hmm. state championship at Saint Augustine we mm-hmm. we were the best team to this day right now we're the number one team in San Diego we've been number wow. one team since I've been there you know and we're like a powerhouse known in California yeah. so it was a thing for me that I knew I always wanted to play at the highest level and my parents they saw that I had potential my parents, what I appreciate about them, they they made sure they put me in the right, like I said, in the right, you know, situations to be seen, whether it's at a tournament or a camp. And yeah. I played for um, San Diego All-Stars Pump and Run, um, which is was at the time um, one of the best AAU programs in SoCal. You know, Norman Powell played for them wow. um, and other guys who came out of San Diego. Um uh, Jeff Whitney, some other guys, uh, but you know, I knew that whether I, if I want to make it to the next level, I had to play against the best players and be on the best scene, you know. Yeah. So um, I'm just so grateful for, for 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 my parents for allowing me to to you know see my potential through. And yeah. you know, when I told you that, uh, it was it was for me to tell you, you know, like I don't know how you're gonna do it but you need to be in a scene where, you know, you're going to, to play. You need to be in a scene where you're going to be seen by college coaches. You need to be playing against the top players. You need to be in the gym, you know, um, you know, competing against these, these, these players to see how good you are. Yeah. And, you know, Davis, no disrespect to Davis, but it's the small, it's a small little town, you know, no, um, there's a lot of teams in SAC, but there's a lot of teams in the Bay area, you know, yeah. um, but I think the most important thing is to be seen. So, yep. And you also, <clears throat> you asked me, um, are you serious about basketball? When you ask somebody that question, it, it's for, for me, when I like, when I ask somebody that question, obviously I'm not a professional athlete or a college athlete, but it pretty much, I'm pretty much asking that person is like, do you have what it takes and are you willing do you, or like do you know what it takes and like are you willing to do that would you say that when you ask someone that question there's kind of like an unsaid connotation behind it uh yeah man like 
when I asked, you know, at the time, I'm still kind of this, I'm kind of, I still am the same way, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't expect everybody to have my level of seriousness, seriousness of how serious I take this, but I feel like, you know, if someone tells me they want to make it to a certain level, they want to play college, they want to play, they want to make their varsity team. Um, it's a level of sacrifice you, you're going to have to make, right? Yeah. You're going to have to sacrifice some, some friends, some high school times, you know, with your friends, you're going to have to sacrifice some, you know, relationships with girls, you're going to have to sacrifice some, you know, whatever it is, you know, sleep, um, yeah. motion. Uh, so um, I would say, yeah, man, it's, it's my way of gauging if someone is very serious about a life that they said they want. And I think at the, at the end of the day, you know, if someone says, if they want something, how bad do you want it? You know, yeah. how bad are you going to, to, what are you going to do to achieve that goal? And, um, you know, uh, I think that kind of mentality has served me well mm. to this day. You know, like I said, I have a lot of other goals um, on the court and off the court that I have, I plan on achieving, you know, and getting to a certain level. And I know I'll get there, but it's just a level of, you know, what, what are you willing to, to sacrifice for that? So, I mean, all good things must be, like, yeah, it takes a, a sacrifice. Yeah. So. Speaking of live after basketball, you, I read your article um, in the Players' Tribune, and it said that you said in the article that you hope after basketball, you hope to come back to join the Players' Tribune. Mm-hmm. Is that something you're still interested in? And how big yeah. of a role did the Players' Tribune play? In, yeah, in- man. Uh, so the, the shout out to the Players' Tribune. They ever see this or hear this. Uh, but most definitely, I would definitely be open to it. Um, you know, it, it was a, my internship there was a, a great way of, for me to learn more, uh, especially, you know, with basketball being my first job and first career and stuff like that, you know, I don't really have time to, to, to take a entry level job. I can't do that and play basketball. So they gave yeah. me the opportunity to, during, through, uh, during the whole summer to, to work with them, see how they work and uh was able to meet meet everyone there and, and speak to them um but um i'm for sure open to you know uh working at the the the, the player tribune uh in the future you know i i, I believe in what their mission is they're good people um and it kind of aligns with what i kind of what my interests are you know yeah. um i'm very passionate like i said off camera about writing i'm very passionate about uh, sports uh, marketing and branding and, and working with athletes to to promote um, you know yeah. their their self brand and you know and how can we merge that the gap between you know the media and branding um, I'm very interested with that type of stuff you know um, so it, it seems like they've done a good job of prioritizing and emphasizing you know sure. giving athletes the platform and telling the stories from the athlete's perspective yeah. and I think you know you're the prime example of you know someone that they they I guess they would be happy representing them yeah so, most definitely you know um to add on to that you know like I, I I personally feel like they also align with kind of like what I do 
um, yeah. in terms of, like you said, like my podcast, you know, I love highlighting people's journey. I love everyone has a story and, you know, at the essence of kind of branding and, and marketing, marketing, it's, it's storytelling, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's so important, so huge for, you know, different athletes to, to kind of get their stories out because everyone's journey is, is different. And at the end of the day, you know, especially within sports, um, mm-hmm. sports kind of brings people together, you know, and it, it, it shows a level of, I guess, mental toughness, you know, um, whether it's you're working nine to five, working, I don't know, being a cook, you, you yeah. kind of still have that sports mentality of, am I going to get this done? And, you know, the, the Players' Tribune, um, they, they, are, they have a slogan, uh, power to the players, you know, it's players first, you know? So it's basically allowing them to tell their story or yeah, allow athletes to tell their story through them. And yeah. uh, they do such a wonderful job of doing that, you know? And I know you've seen some of their pieces with, you know, Kevin Love or CJ McCollum and stuff like that. So they do great work, man. They, they align their values with-, with Exactly. Values of their athletes. And I think that's the key for facts. sure. Facts, facts. Yep. So it's, that's pretty big when you're trying to start, you know, a media company. Mm-hmm. That, um, with professional athletes, you know, you want to make sure you guys are on the same page and aligning exactly not just exactly. of the business, but of the people in it, right? You don't yeah. want to just you just, you just don't want to do it for the business. You want to do it yeah. to to give people the platform and to be exactly. empowered. Exactly. Is that what you want to do? What do you want to do? Uh, well, like you said, we talked about earlier. I'd like to, I'd like to go into sports marketing. Yeah. Uh, you know, being a manager. And seeing how the coaching industry works, I'd like to become a graduate assistant after my four years. Okay. If uh, if coaching is something I'd be interested in. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. And you know, uh, so you know Tress's dad too, huh? Uh, yeah. 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 That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Well, uh, I know, I know you'll be a great coach, man. Um, yeah, I love to. I love to hear more about that journey for you. You know, just try to help you out, uh, understanding you know different players and me playing at this level and understanding mm-hmm. you know different type of athletes and you know yeah. how I could help you. But most definitely, man, you put your mind to it. Uh, you can definitely do it, honestly. So um, I, I know a lot of guys. I have a friend uh, in San Diego. He he uh, was a grad assistant. I actually have friends who are in the grad assistant program in San Diego State right now to this day. Um, but he went from there. He went from uh, San Diego State to, to working at South Bay, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. to get a job at the Los Angeles Lakers as like a, a skills trainer. And now he's like a, a assistant coach for a G League team, you know, so mm-hmm. he's working his way up and uh, like it can definitely be done if you want to go that route, man. So I see yeah. it all the time. Appreciate that. It's a, it's a lot of steps that you have to take. Yeah. Where, where you want and you have to you have to know your shit and you have to know a lot exactly. as well exactly exactly so but i appreciate that man yeah it's uh it's been a good journey so far as a manager and you know these are just the first four years so we'll see what what the rest has in store yeah it's dope man um like this is probably the reason you know i i am such a big fan of of you and that whole uh, 2016, 2017 UC Davis team because you guys made 
Uh, I, I know you get asked this all the time, but you guys made such a big run at the NCAA tournament in 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you guys played in the first four game, beat North Carolina Central, and then uh, had to go up against the number one seed, Kansas, in the Midwest yeah. round. Going back on it, you know, I don't know how long it's been, five, six years now. What was your favorite moment from the tournament? And, you know, going into the game against Kansas, like what what was the mindset? You know, I've talked to Darius about this, but I've never really yeah. gotten to know. Like what what were the guys feeling like, you know, okay, this game is coming and you know, yeah. so my mindset of that game, man, uh Kansas, um uh, it was it was one of those things that look, I made it this far. Mm -hmm. I might as well go out, I might as well be the player I want to be, shoot the ball, you know, yep. you're playing against Kansas, you understand that, you know, yep. I mean, I first, I remember even the first play, like, I got fouled, and mm -hmm. I, they didn't, I was a clear foul, and they didn't call it, and, mm -hmm. you know, I knew, I was like, okay, they want Kansas to win, they oh, can't yeah. have you, they can't have a little school UC Davis beat Kansas, but, um, oh, I, yeah, it was, it was one of those moments where I wanted to play at, like, free, you know, and free as in, you know, being grateful for this opportunity to play college basketball. So once you get to the tournament, man, it's like even the NC, NC Central game, it was one of those things that like, look, I'm going to leave it all on the floor. Yep. I, well, whatever the results will be, I'm going to appreciate the moment I had, appreciate this time if this is the last time because you don't know if it's going to be the last time you're playing with your teammates you yeah. know like with Darius you know we haven't played with each other since then uh yeah. same thing with Chima and all these other guys right so it's like sad man I'm yeah sad, sad. so <laughs> it, it, it was one of those things that my 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 mentality was you know be grateful right mm -hmm. it wasn't nervous it wasn't scary it wasn't like oh shit like Kansas no nah, it was like I'm over here just looking around smiling and like man I'm trying to embrace all this and and just be appreciative for the moment that I've been put in by God you know so it was one of those things that I really really just wanted to tell myself yeah soak were, it all in it's really like you know I saw this this thing it was like it was a sign like a made-up sign yeah. that said attention uh take a moment to you know, realize what it what it feels like to be alive right now. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, like that's that's something yeah. I think about every day because exactly being in that moment, like you can't be, you can't be thinking about the the opponent. You can't be worried Hell about. No, them. I ain't worried about Kansas. So, yeah, you're going out there to hoop and just yeah. enjoy yeah. the experience, man. Yeah, I think I think the 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 best moments was, man. There's so many great moments. I would just say it wasn't even on the basketball floor. Like when you look back at these moments, especially as a, a college athlete, mm -hmm. you don't look back at the games necessarily. The one game I look back was a game or to, to lead us to the tournament mm -hmm. um, when we won the Big West Championship. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was probably one of my favorite games against UC Irvine. Uh -huh. and uh you know i was so locked in and those that that was the only game i can really 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 remember mm. you know because i was just so locked in i was so passionate about that game i want to win i was gonna i wasn't gonna let our team lose um yeah. you know i know all the other leaders in the team you know they were locked in as well um uh but you you kind of think about the the stuff off the floor 
right? There's so many stories off the floor, like taking a private jet with my guys. You know, we're over here before before the game or before traveling to Daytona, you know, we're, we're in a charter. So we have the whole plane to ourselves, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, we're making jokes and stuff like that. Then we get off the plane, the hotel, you see some Aggie fans that travel across the country to see you. Uh-huh. And they're all there in the, in the locker or in the, in the hotel yeah. with like a big parade, you know, the band and stuff, yeah. you know, they create an ambience, you know, you think about moments where, you know, my dad sat next to, you know, Rob Lowe, I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, my dad, my mom sat like literally right here next because he was rooting for us because he doesn't like to see Kansas. You know, he he likes Kansas, but he like, he he won the underdogs to win. So, okay. you know, my mom and my dad sitting right next to Rob Lowe. Like, just by coincidence, right? No, no, he came down. He, you know, and then when you look up in the stands, you see Trey Songs there. Trey Songs is out of the game. You know, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. So, like at the end of the day, like when I say like one of my favorite moments, I would say like it's more so off the floor than than really on the floor of just yeah. you know playing with my guys. I mean, and practices. You know, you remember the practices that 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 you that you play. You know, I remember those. You know, the games are rewards. You know, yeah. it's just being around my teammates and enjoying their company and embracing them. So, yep. I mean, when I was watching, I was watching at the grad. You remember the grad? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. You went yeah. to the grad to watch it? Yeah, to watch that game, yeah. Oh, shit, okay. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty fun seeing you guys out there on the court. And yeah. I actually I felt so sad because you and Darius subbed out of the game and you guys just gave Jim Last like the biggest hug. Like, yeah. you know, it's been fun. That's my dog, man. To this day, that's my dog. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, man, I'm glad I was able to witness that and yeah great being a part of the davis community when that happened yeah. no for sure man and I'm, I'm hoping uh you know we have a great team this year and yeah. um like you got like i said you got cherish these moments because we don't know when the next time uc davis gonna make it to the tournament again you know so that was our first time in what like so many like almost 80 some years i don't know 67 some of the years <laughs> you know like you don't know it might be another 60 70 um you know we, yep I might be 90, you know, so, uh, but I hope sooner than later for them, you know, but uh, ultimately, you know, uh, it was a great experience. You guys, you guys had a great roster. You were, you were the leading scorer. Dave Sam was the point guard. Yeah. Silas Schneider was a key, a a key player of that team. And then obviously Chima Maneki, who just signed with the Sacramento Kings for the regular season. Yeah. Regular season, right? The whole Yeah. Not only did he make the training camp roster, but he actually made the official roster. Yeah. Have you talked to Chima at all? And what's it like seeing, you know, your brother from UC Davis now succeed at the NBA level? Yeah, man. I I talk to Chima. uh, We try to talk at least once a a month. Um, But I'm super proud of him, man. Like, you know, he came from Europe as well. You know, he played in uh, France. Uh, He played in the second division as well, just like me. Um, It's my first year, same. And um, he clawed his way all the way up to the ACB league in Spain and stuff like that. And he had a great year and uh, he was fortunate to make a, a, a roster. And I truly believe he deserves it, man. Like this man, um, just to see how hard he works, how much he cares about this stuff. Um, his story, man, his story is crazy. 
you know, just terms yep. of his parents and, and, and all that other stuff, not seeing his parents for so many years. And, yeah. you know, um, being an Australian, he can't, he had to send his tapes out to, to, to colleges, you know? So um, I love seeing, especially a, 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 a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, like succeed, you know, uh, it's one of those things that like, I don't know, like you, you get so proud and of, yeah. of just person, you know, like yeah. it's not even the basketball aspect, you know, it's yeah. more so him as a person, you know, and, and he, he's such a good dude, man. Like, you know, as a, as a t- college team, we were so, all so close, but you know, there's, there's people, you know, like Darius who I talk to the most, uh, you know, I talk to Siler still, team up but to see one of your brothers like get to one of those get to that level you know yep. is is very surreal and it, and it makes it, it makes me hungry as well you know in terms yep. of like just uh seeing if he can do it i know i can't you know and uh like it, it's just it's just amazing for him so yeah yeah um well like when i saw that i was just you know same kind of feeling obviously i'm not close with Chima, you, that's why I wanted uh, to ask yeah. you, but, um, you know, even just as a fan, like, wow, is he really, he's done that, he deserves it after, yeah. seeing him come that far is awesome, and just to think about that, he was on that team with you guys, I can't yeah. imagine experiences you guys shared with him, and to see him now yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it's crazy, because uh, I saw him, we saw him uh, at Garrison's wedding, you know, um, uh, in, yeah. in, in Sacramento, and TJ Shorts was there, Darius, all, all of us was there. And just to like be in the same room with each other, you know, at, like it was yeah. old times. It was it was super dope to see. And like I knew he was going to the Kings way before. Mm-hmm. Uh just to see, you know, like all the news come out. Like yeah. it, it's like I said, it's it's amazing for him. It's it's I know he's super happy. Like out of all the players, like he deserves it too, you know, like he works hard and everything. So um, I'm, 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 I'm really excited for him. And I know whatever happens, um, you know, throughout the year, you know, he's there to stay. So would you say it's poetic justice? Po- it is. It is poetic justice, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Darius's term he likes to use the most. Yeah, he loves that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, man. Well, you know, thank you so much for doing this. I've had such a great time talking to you. It's been a lot of fun. It's been Appreciate great it. catching up with you. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, thanks for thanks for joining, man. It's, it was just awesome. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate you for having me on, man. And, uh, I'm excited to see, you know, you develop throughout your career and uh, through college and everything. Next thing you know. Shoot, another three, four years, you're gonna have a beard, man. You're gonna be look crazy older. I can't grow it, man. I can't grow oh, you it. can't grow it. Yeah, you look like you got a baby face. But uh <laughs> yeah, man. Um appreciate you for having me on. And if you ever need anything, man, hit me up. And uh if you if you see Darius, give him a big hug for me. That's my dog, you know. Bro. So hey, you gotta man. get him to come visit you. I I mean yeah. I can't even get and we trying to scare. Huh? You say? I can't get him to come up seven hours up by five. I don't know how you're going to get him to go to yeah. Europe. Yeah, man, man, we've been talking, uh, trying to get him to come. He might come this year. We just okay. figuring out some dates, but you know, Darius is a busy man too. He's, yeah. he's the El Mayor, El yeah. Presidente of SAC. And, <laughs> you know, I gotta, I, 
I just got to fit in his schedule, you know, so. He is a busy man. He's, he's on the grind. Yeah, so. And his money. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I appreciate you, man. He he yeah. definitely, hey, let me say something. He definitely knows the game of basketball at the highest level too, man. So uh, when he was training you, man, uh, he's in good, you were, good, you were in very good hands as well. So, yeah. Well. Uh, but yeah. It's just I'm so happy to see how far you grew as a as a as a man. Just to start off with that, you know, and you're doing your thing with your podcast, being a manager, and uh, I know you're gonna like like I said, you're gonna achieve your dreams. Just keep believing, keep striving, keep being confident in yourself, no matter what, man. Because no one else is gonna believe in you if you don't. So, um, yeah, man, no matter what, it. yeah, Thank man, you. it means a lot. Thank you, Brittany. Yeah, no problem, my guy. All right. Take care, bro. All right. Take care. All right. Peace. Peace, bro.